Welcome to the Voice of Fandom Podcast. The one place where you, yes, you, you, the viewer, the fan gets to connect and interact live with the host and talk about your favorite sports team, athlete, or game of the week. And speaking of host, he's straight up, straight to the point. And with a mic in his hand, he lets you know he don't give a shit. Former pro wrestler and your host, Kingston Robinson. <clears throat> What's good, y'all? It's December 17th, 2020. And the energy on this episode may be a little different. Uh, I mean, I got to be honest with you. This week has been strange when it comes to sports. It's it's not the same, uh, you know, running gun, fire blazing. We're tiptoeing, not knowing what's going to happen. It's been oddly steady. And this is typically not the time you would expect it to be steady. So, 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 so let's get the formalities out of the way. Welcome to the Voice of Fandom podcast. It's December 17th. It's Thursday. It's preview day. It's here for us to see what in the world is going on in the National Football League and then also with sports in general. <sighs> well, just to let you know, if you can't tell already, this is going to be kind of a low-key episode, at least for right now. Uh, we're chilling. Uh, there's not too much going on at this moment. Um and when it comes to the National Football League, there isn't anything that's really, uh, dare I say, set the world on fire. I know that's kind of surprising, uh, mainly because, I mean, one, uh, we have this situation where the COVID-19 vaccine is starting to ship out or actually has started to ship out around the world. And it's seemed for some odd reason that even with the statement made by Roger Goodell saying that the NFL staffs, football players, uh, you know, all of that nature, they will not jump line. They will not act like they are superior to anyone else and, you know, get or receive the vaccine before anyone else. It just seems for some reason that COVID news has just died in the NFL. It's a very odd situation, and I'm not speculating in any kind of direction. I'm just saying literally it's because in the past two days, since Tuesday, um, there has not been any giant news. There has not been any, oh, we're shutting down the facility again. There has not been any, oh, my gosh, this star player is gone, that star player is gone. It's just been Tuesday to Thursday. So the only thing that could be burning down a facility is the lack of play, lack of chemistry, lack of performance, lack of living up to said record that you have so far going into week 15, knowing that you have to get ready for either the playoffs or the postseason. You have to get ready to either fire coaches, let go of players, trade players, or you're getting ready to elevate to that next level, knowing that you have postseason aspirations 
and I guess that's all that's all we've wanted. That's you know, we we didn't want the chaos. We didn't want the what's going on in the world. We didn't want the this game may be canceled, that game may be canceled. We this is what we've wanted, but for some reason it just feels a little empty. And that's odd. It's also very odd in the situation of is that going to be the theme of how things feel outside of this? You know, everyone is ready for the the old normal to come back, but it's definitely going to be a new normal situation because with everything that's going on, we have now, I guess, got accustomed to this crazy situation or something crazy always happening. It's been a full year now. It's been a full year of just thing after thing after thing. You got to remember uh, this time last year. Uh, that's when it when it truly started. I mean, we heard murmurs of of this whole COVID thing, but then we had fires going on. We had cicada swarms going on. We had Nick Cannon challenging Eminem in diss tracks on YouTube. There are so many just wild outlandish things happening in the world this time last year. Now, here we are a year later, and, you know, they say that it only takes the body three or four days to develop a habit. And we've been going through this for a year now. And how, how is it going to feel? Everyone is ready for 2021. We all are. But how is it going to feel when maybe, just maybe, and hopefully, you know, everything isn't burning down every 30 seconds? It's going to be a new normal. It's not going to be the same thing. Same thing with sports. How's it going to be when we get to have people back in large groups again? You know, big crowds of opposing fans. Is it going to be a overwhelming sense of camaraderie? Is everybody going to be happy to be back? Or are we going to see a different situation where people haven't been around a lot of people in a long time. Fights break out in crowds all the time. Are there going to be more of those? Are there going to be more situations where people just aren't really accustomed to their surroundings anymore? It's going to be a new normal. That's just how 2021 and above is going to go. And, you know, typically I don't get into like, the politics of the world and COVID and all of that. Cause I try to make this a step away, a break, a vacation from all of that because it's everywhere. It's everywhere in the media, but next year and beyond, it's going to be a new normal. And to tie it all around, of course, I have to talk about another new normal. The Kansas city chiefs are your new normal. It is fascinating to me that within this time, you know, <laughs> uh, we started this year with the Kansas City Chiefs pulling off something that didn't make any sense to the viewers out at home, even to Chiefs fans. Because when we see a deficit in the playoffs, we automatically know we are not on the favorite side. We are not on the comeback kid side. We are not on the David and Goliath side to where when we see a deficit, we don't panic. 
We've been through too many promising teams, promising athletes. We've been through too many of those seasons. Oh, they finally have the right head coach. Oh, they finally have the right quarterback. Oh, they finally have the right running back or wide receiver or tight end. The Chiefs have been through too many of those seasons. So this time last year, going into the playoffs, anytime you saw a double-digit deficit, everyone, including Chiefs fans, were they just weren't happy about it. They weren't ready for it. They were already looking at doom in its face and realizing that's just where we are. Now, we are sitting in a new normal where the Chiefs seem to be in the past two years, undefeated. Undefeated when facing a 10 or more deficit. The Chiefs now, even quoted by Travis Kelsey, there's a newfound confidence even when the Chiefs are down by double digits. Patrick Mahomes won't allow this team to be out of a game. Travis Kelsey won't allow this team to be out of a game. Sammy Watkins, Miko Hartman, Tyreek Hill, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, Chris Jones. I can continue to go on. The reason why I said this team is the new normal is not even because of all of that. It's because of things that happen on the outside. Head coach locked in. GM locked in. Brett Veach has worked the league like a puppet master. How in the world, how in the world do you go into the offseason with hundreds of dollars? A hundred dollars. Several dollars. And you end up locking up Patrick Mahomes for half a billion dollars. You lock up Travis Kelsey. You already locked up Tyreek Hill. You lock up Chris Jones. And then you get a Pro Bowl running back after drafting a running back in Le'Veon Bell. And then you get a former first rounder in DeAndre Baker, who is right now still cutting his teeth on the practice squad. That's how well this team is doing. Everyone felt that the defense was their weakness and they have a first rounder sitting on the practice squad. Getting ready to more than likely start playing within this week or next week to get acclimated to the system and then roll into rotation in the playoffs. Kansas City Chiefs are your new normal. And I, I know I talk about how I don't make this a homer show. I don't just sit here and talk about my team. But at this point, going into the playoffs, who else is there to speak of? I spoke almost this entire season about how the Washington football team's defense was for real and how they could take that division. I was correct. I talked almost this entire season about how the Pittsburgh Steelers are not who they say they are. They will lose games against decent defenses 
and a quarterback that doesn't turn over the ball. And I was right. I even said that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a head coach away from being the Jets. Look at them. The Jets, promising defense, but miscoached. The Jets, decent athletes, but no direction. And a quarterback that plays very marginally. That is a throwaway from possibly winning a game. You saw what happened Flacco played. They could have won games. It was clearly told that they should not. Don't kid yourself. If it was not for Mike Tomlin, this team would not be the mighty Pittsburgh Steelers that fans, the, the terrible towel, swaying, the yellow and black wearing fans think this team still is. Big Ben is not who he wants to be. Juju spends more time and effort dancing on logos and making TikToks than being an offensive threat on the field. I'm sorry, but I, and I've, I've told you all enough about everyone else's team. And I feel that I should close out this year. I should close out this year really talking to you about the team that you will see as your new normal. Because <laughs> it is a fact. The Patriots are not your normal anymore. You probably won't see them a while for a minute. They are now officially out of the AFC East <laughs> champ anything. Could you could you believe three, four years ago? I would tell you that the Bills and the Dolphins will be going neck and neck to win the division that the Patriots have dominated for 20 years. 20 years. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick has had that division in the palm of their hands with no hesitation and no slip-up. The biggest slip-up that would happen with them would be a game every once in a while that Tom Brady would drop in Miami. And then everyone would be like, mm, Tom struggles in Miami. That's it. Because it didn't affect them. Even though it would be a divisional loss, it didn't affect them. The biggest way that it affected them was last year when it ended up giving the Chiefs a top spot in the playoffs. That's it. But once again, who did I mention? Kansas City Chiefs. They are your new normal. They don't even have to play a full four quarters of football. <laughs> they can turn it on for six and a half minutes. And in six and a half minutes, they can rattle off 30 points unanswered and dare a team to hold on. And I honestly think in this coming week, Patrick Mahomes is getting robbed. He is getting robbed because this year was going to be the year that he finally caps off playing against all of the 
quote unquote top tier quarterbacks in the league before the Super Bowl. Because last year, got to play against most of them. This year was going to top off pretty much these past five to six years of what people consider to be the top quarterbacks in the league. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, as much as I hate to say that. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady again, and with a new team, but Tom Brady again. Last year, he would have played against Aaron Rodgers, but he was hurt. But he's getting robbed because Drew Brees may not even be playing. Because once again, they want to hold him out until he's fully pain-free. But I find something very irritating about that situation. (laughs) Because every year now, Drew Brees is missing the important part of the season. And what's irritating about it, it, I've told you guys several times, availability is a giant piece of the puzzle for me when it comes to a football player. If I can't account for you to be on the field, if I can't account for you being available, I don't care what kind of star plays you can make. Not when you can only make them three times out of the year. And Drew Brees is coming to the point where his teammates and Sean Payton is realizing we can consistently win games without him. They did it last year. They went undefeated with their backup quarterback. And now they're experimenting. Can our new shiny toy that is the best athlete most of the time on the entire football field Can he be that new Steve Young that we said that he could be? Well, now he has a tall task. Because since having Lamar Jackson's number, the Chiefs do very well against quarterbacks that can move. Josh Allen did not have a great day. Lamar Jackson never really has a good day. And Taysom Hill, you may be big, you may be strong, but you make very poor decisions because you need time to mature. And going against this Kansas City Chiefs defense, where they excel is making you make mistakes and capitalizing on it. Tyron Matthew wants more interceptions. Juan Thornhill still hasn't got one after coming back from his ACL's uh, injury. There is a lot of things that can happen in this game, but the one thing that won't happen is that we will not get that marquee matchup of Patrick Mahomes versus Drew Brees. Now, unfortunately, the week after that, we had to see Patrick Mahomes versus Matt Ryan, which at that point, they should just put uh, Matt Schaub in. He probably knows a little more nuances in the offense than Matt Ryan does because Matt Ryan is starting, starting to look clueless. It's starting to look like he doesn't know where to throw the ball unless Julio's on the field. And Julio has started to drop into my lack of availability athlete. Yeah, he carries the offense on his back. Yes, Julio has done incredible things for Atlanta. But you know what the NFL is. It is a, what have you done for me lately type league. And when it comes to Julio, what have you done for me lately? 
Now, I know the title of this podcast today makes it seem like it probably matches my mood. And this is why. Lately, I have been experimenting with analytics and, you know, share times and when to promote and things of that nature. I've also been talking with the people within this network, uh, within the KCPN network and all those things. And of course, I don't expect any media asset to grow instantly. That's not how it works. Unless you go on the internet and just say wild things all the time or record yourself doing some kind of prank to whoever or whatever, things don't just like that. So I expect that. I expected this podcast to not truly grow until going into next year. You just have to have patience for that. But then I started to dabble into the Twitch world. And this is where I started to get (laughs) corrected in my mindset. I've had Twitch for a while, and it was mainly for viewing consumption. That's all. I had some friends that were on Twitch. I had some YouTubers that I followed that went and got, you know, got their channel on Twitch. And they do the same thing that they're doing on YouTube. It's just not clipped. It's live. And I've always thought, because everyone has this thought, anytime you see someone doing anything that has a close interest to you, you always think, "Mm, I could probably do that. Then you start seeing the YouTube videos of your Twitch streamers or your your YouTube streamers going and buying million dollar houses or pulling up in their their Range Rover or their Mercedes or whatever it may be. You're like, hold up. This is YouTube money? This is Twitch money? Like, what's going on? I've always had this knack for being able to talk very well. I've always had this knack of being able to captivate people. Ever since I was in karate or learned how to dance, got on the drum line, became a professional wrestler, became a musician in general, I've always had this knack. And this year, taught me that that knack is part of my personality. That is, that is part of who I am. That is, I always have a sense of competition. I always have a sense of as much as I don't like people, which this is crazy to say, as much as I don't like people, I have a sense to want to entertain. And that's mainly because at one point in my life, I needed that kind of person in my life to get through a lot of shitty things that's happened. I needed somebody to have that break away from reality. And for a lot of people like me and people around my age, uh, anime, cartoons, video games, because YouTube wasn't a thing then, that was our getaway. That's why it's so, so powerful to us. We see emblems and logos and references to things like Star Wars or Dragon Ball Z or uh, Naruto or, you know, all these things. And we, we get stimulated by nostalgia because those shows, those media outlets, those things were our vacation from whatever was going on in life. That was one of the reasons why I got into wrestling because I believe 
at least in two points in my life, wrestling saved my life. And I always said in every podcast interview and everything that I've ever done, the reason why I got into wrestling was to be that exact vacation for any other kid or any other adult that needed it. So I look at this podcast and I'm like, okay, well, I I want this to be the same thing, which is why I've stayed away from talking about COVID and the election and all this kind of stuff. I want this to be a vacation. But I go into the Twitch world and I see <laughs> that must be a resort because people love being on there. People love actively going there and and watching and experiencing and chatting and interacting with people that have this same sense. And it's crazy because not everyone looks at the media, entertainment, or gaming world like that. Some people think it's nonsense. Some people think you're wasting your time. I know a lot of people that don't like their significant other to play video games. They don't like their uh, brothers or sisters to play video games. But what's crazy is that when this shutdown happened, getting a regular PlayStation 4, not a pro, not trying to get a PlayStation 5, getting a regular PlayStation 4 was almost impossible because they were all bought out. Nintendo Switches, gone. Wii's, gone. Because everyone needed that vacation. Everyone needed that stimulation, that activity, because they were told to stay in the house. A lot of people like me <laughs> that are gamers or that do watch your avatars, the last airbenders or you know, things of that nature. Mm. For a while, we were kind of at home. We got a sense of camaraderie with being able to jump into a chat with our friends. You know, play with your, play, you know, play whatever, whether if it's something competitive like Madden or 2K or where it's going on an adventure like Avengers or anything of that nature. It, it, it kind of held us together for a while. Games have always done that. Media outlets have always done that. YouTubers, Twitchers, all those things. They've done that for us. So that's why goodbye is in the title of this episode. Because last week I said, I'll be moving the podcast to Twitch. And I didn't think that immediate growth would come from that. Usually changing media outlets so early on is shaking and re reshaping your foundation. And when you do that, it causes for a rebuild. You can't just change your foundation and expect everything to stay still. So <laughs> I expected there to be actually less traction when I go to Twitch until I get my Twitch following up. I was completely wrong. I did my first stream and it was really going to be honest with you, very rough. Um, there was a lot of mm, technical things I didn't account for. Uh, 
as far as internet strength or transitions or all those kind of things, which will be fixed in the next day. But my chat was active. I was having fun. I was playing games with my guys. And then I start to notice I have these preset goals in my head. And I do this anytime that I jump into anything. I remember when I started wrestling, I was like, oh, I want to do this by this age. I want to do this by that age. I set out this whole plan. And I had a mental checklist in my head that was separate from the Twitch analytics. This is how you grow on this channel thing. And I was like, you know what? I want to get, you know, a month, a month into this thing. I want to be able to have a hundred followers. I want to be able to, you know, Twitch a few, uh, Twitch stream a few days out of the week. Um, of course I want to be moving my podcast here. So I want to have a good community of sports people and video games people. And we can just sit here and shoot the shit and everyone can feel comfortable. And then I find myself going back to that same mindset. Oh yeah. I'm, I went from my individual goals to this is when I, what I want to do for others. And, and to find out, I find myself back in the same spot. Oh, yeah. Maybe this is just what I'm supposed to do. Maybe I am supposed to be that, that outlet, that vacation, that person you can throw on the TV or you can hit play on your phone. And I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm your entertainment. I am your vacation away from what could be burning down outside, what could be burning down in your home, or just a vacation from the day-to-day -day mental struggles that can happen. And that could just be me talking about football or me playing Grand Theft Auto or Spider-Man or whatever it may be. I will no longer shy away from that. Because as I've seen on Twitch, in just streaming for one day, people are welcoming that. Add a goal by the end, by a 30-day time span to reach 100 followers. I woke up this morning at 123. I got off live stream at 103. I'm at 123 now. The only thing I have to do at this point is just stream longer hours, continue to have my chat active, and continue to have consistent viewers. I'll be Twitch affiliated in no time. Then I'll be moving on my way to become a partner. I have been on this Podbean platform for hmm, two, maybe three months now. I'm like 20 followers. And it's not about mm, boosting my ego and how many followers I can get. It's finding the right outlet so people can find me. Because everyone in the world seems to need to have some kind of vacation break or entertainment. 
and when you've binged through all of Netflix and Hulu, or you have gotten to the point where money is so difficult that you've had to cut things like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Video, all those things, and you have to stick to the free things like Twitch and YouTube or TikTok. I want to be able to provide a platform that you can go to and you can still shoot the shit about football or drinking or video games or music. So that's why I titled is this when we say goodbye, because honestly, next week, next Tuesday will be December 22nd. After that, we have Christmas Eve and Christmas, so I will not be doing a show on Thursday of next week. And then after that, we have another Tuesday. And then after that is New Year's Eve and New Year's. So I will not be doing a show that Thursday. And then we roll into the new year, <laughs> and I will be on Twitch. So there's only a few shows left on here, and... Honestly, I'm not too upset about it because of everything I just stated. And it's funny because I see in the chat that I'm obviously speaking some kind of truth. And it's only because this this year has a... This year's been very interesting for all of us. And I've done the whole over-the-top facade or being trying to be uh, super over-animated on a microphone because you can't see me in video. You can't tell um, my mannerisms or anything like that. So I have to over-project when it comes to audio. This isn't even that kind of show. <laughs> not Not this episode. This episode is not that kind of episode. So I'm going to go to a break. Uh, we're going to talk all of the football stuff that we're supposed to <laughs> um, on the other side of that break. Also got to plug my stupid good ass friends at total sports, Kansas city. They have a crazy deal today. Um, and I'll tell you about all that. All, 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 all of that on the other side. So stick in, tune in, listen to my guy, the real LT. You know what's going on. Thank you. 
Just rather come and get like me. We ballin', ballin', sippin' on me and Jay, and I'm leanin' like MJ. Shout out to Kenny, man. Lyrical Gina, them all mofos. Scale, that's a logo. LT, that be the name. Entertainment, that's my ammo. Order a bottle of XO, pump PDA. Oh, I love that life going hard all night in the club. No fights, just me and the family. The mood just right. Drinks right now, wasted. Shots of control now, faded. Got the whole team with me, plus couple downs, and I can't change it. Light strobing all around the place. My eyes keep focused, I'm trippy. But I'm having a real good time. You feel like I feel that you can bear with me. Yeah, I know my name. And I know the sound is insane. And the club is going ridiculous, going ish. Hell yeah, it's jumping, no trampoline, no spring hurdles. It's on the night. This is a free game club and after party anthem. We don't stop, pop that, don't stop. Pop that, pop that, stand this. So for a double cup, go ahead and take a sip. And wake up the next morning with the thoughts of saying this. All I know, 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 all I know yeah, is we gon' have a party tonight, 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 tonight. All I know, all I know. And you know my situation. Go to sleep, wake up, do it all again. Same thing, new day, new clothes, new spot. This routine here will never end. And the only reason I do it is to show you you can have fun with life. I grind hard and shine hard every day. Why not party hard all night? You only live once. You gotta push hard for that dream before somebody knocks you off. Handle your business and then you will witness your work or pay off. You can do what you want. So now I'm stunting. I'm getting money. My fam is with me. This life is lovely. know what it is all right we back we back we back but we do need to talk about a friend of ours of the show a company that i appreciate so much and the reason why i appreciate them so much is because being a fan of the kansas city chiefs has been something that has been a part of me i mean at one point in time was going to be a long long life (laughs) Now I've been able to reap the benefits of that. And that's why I appreciate fandom so much. And Total Sports Kansas City helps aid that fandom because they have signed memorabilia of all kinds, jerseys, eight by tens, bigger pictures. <laughs> I can't think of all the picture sizes right now, but signed pictures, signed jerseys, signed football, signed mini helmets, signed full-size helmets of your favorite Kansas City athletes. Come on, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, Damian Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Dwayne Bowe, Dante Hall. Yeah, I could keep going. I can literally keep going. Dustin Colquitt. It just, it just keeps jumping out. And to the point, I'm, I'm not playing with you. I literally have. Some of my favorite athletes from the Kansas City Chiefs 
sent to me by Total Sports Enterprises Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, Dante Hall, Damian Wilson, all signed jerseys right in right in the crib. Maybe sooner or later when we get on Twitch, you'll be able to see them in person, but <laughs> I'm not lying to y'all. They're here. I appreciate Total Sports Kansas City and because of that, they have a sale going on right now. Bashad Breeland. Bashad Breeland, DB. Breezy. His jersey's on sale, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a double check. I'm a double check because I couldn't believe believe it when I uh, first got told, and when I saw it, like I was like, mm, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all are not y'all are not talking real truth right now. Bashad Breeland's autographed jersey is only fifty nine dollars. Breezy, fifty nine dollars. Let this beat drop. Just sit on that. Yeah, come on. It don't get no better than that. It just don't. $59 for a sign Bashad Breeland? I need to hit up Total Sports right now and let them know. Let me get one of them breezies. Let me get one of them breezies, but I need it for the freezy. That's all I'm going to say. All right, shout out Total Sports Kansas City. Anyways. <laughs> We're back, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna flip the emotion back around. We're gonna get back to to football. I feel like uh, that was quite a emotional and thoughtful first half. Um, I really don't know where or how it <laughs> manifested into itself, uh, but it did. And obviously, it was something that needed to be said and something that needed to be heard. Uh, whether if you're gonna be listening live here on Podbean or on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, Google Podcast um, or on the KCPN app. Obviously, it was something that needed to be talked about. Um, I've never been a person to shy away from talking about mental health uh, or athlete mental mental health. Ooh, almost had some Mike Tyson come out. <laughs> um, only because I remember when I got out of wrestling, that was one of the first things I started telling people when I got out or when I was on my way out. There's a lot of people that I told this advice to. They didn't even know that I was I was on my way of stepping away. Um, but I was like, take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Take care of your mental. It's very important. Um, because even now I realize that as much as I did my best to take care of it, I didn't as, as well as I should have. Um, and <laughs> that's something that uh, this year definitely did not help. But... It is so, so important. It is so very important. Um, and not just if you're an athlete. I know I specified athlete mental health, but it is, it's stupid important um, because your mental drives everything, whether if it's motivation, whether if it's um, the way you see yourself, the way you drive yourself, it's, it's all, it's all there. So, we're going to jump away from that. Maybe maybe one day we'll do just a big we'll we'll get on Twitch and just do a big mental health Twitch talk. I I don't know. I have tons of ideas. Uh sooner or later I'm probably just going to get a book and start jotting down my ideas like I used to. I used to do that with wrestling all the time. I used to anytime I would think of a move or a sequence or um maybe a 
promo I wanted to talk about, you know, anything like that. I jotted down a book. So then in my wrestling bag used to be all my gear, you know, knee pads, boots, all that kind of shit. And then I'll pull out my notepad. And even if I had, I would have dreams of wrestling the person that I'm like promoted to wrestle. Um, and I'll have dreams of those matches. And I would write down like, oh, this is what happened. This is what happened. Just so when I got into the locker room, like I had a mindset because a lot of people don't do this. Um, but I would literally scout my opponents. Like everybody treats wrestling like, um, like we're just theatric athletic bums. But no, I used to scout like <laughs> as soon as I would see the poster go up or as soon as I would talk to the booker and they're like, oh, this is who you're going to be wrestling immediately. YouTube. All right. Let's see if this guy's good. Let's see if this guy can like actually work. Um, you know, does he hit? I like people that hit. Um, all that kind of things. And I would literally scout my opponents. So then when I came in and met them in the locker room, I can tell the amount of respect that this person has if they did the same thing to me. I, I enjoy it when I can talk to an opponent that I've never met before. And he's like, oh, yeah, you do this and you do that. Well, you know, I do this and do. Oh, yeah, I know we can. It makes it so much easier. And they already know how you pace things, how you do things, all that. But there are people that don't have that respect and they, they will not scout. They won't give a damn. Maybe I'll talk about some encounters I had like that on another show because I've done a open book when it comes to my profession in wrestling and I, I posted it as part one because I am fully prepared to do more of those. But like I said, let's get to football. That's a NFL week 15 preview. It, it is in the description, so we got to talk about it. And week 15 kicks off tonight. Chargers Raiders AFC West showdown that literally, uh, I mean, means nothing. <laughs> it literally means nothing. The Kansas City Chiefs have already taken the crown of AFC West champions for the fifth time, may I add. Uh, the Chargers have found themselves outside of the playoff run for quite some time uh, to the point where their head coach, Anthony Lynn, which who I do not expect to be their head coach going into next year, um, even told their players, hey, you know, the playoff run isn't really, uh, doesn't really look too promising, but, and this was two weeks ago, I believe. <laughs> So when your head coach is telling you you're done, I'm like, what, what, shit, are you still playing? Like, do you even, are you literally in your mind playing for the next team? Like, is that what you're doing at that point? Because you're not playing for this one this year. Maybe you're playing for next year, but they're just not. Uh, the Raiders have found themselves in a very hilarious situation because the Raiders seem to think after week five that they were going to make a run at it. They were going to you know, make some noise. I even had a guest on here, I think on my second or third episode that said it was going to be Chiefs Raiders in the AFC Championship. And well, John Gruden has found himself to where, uh, guess what? The Raiders are right where they always are. Seven and six. 
not leading the AFC West and could possibly not even be in the playoffs. Seven and six. I mean, right now you'd, you'd be in firm control of the NFC East, but not here. Not here. So that's what we have tonight. Um, I believe it's actually going to be a very entertaining game because I think Justin Herbert is a dog. He He's going to play, um, especially after a few really rough weeks that he's had. Um, granted, he's gone against some decent opponents, so that's going to happen. This is also his first year. I feel like Justin Herbert didn't get a uh, a really good fair shake this year because he came in and he went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and went into overtime with the Chiefs, and it was like, oh, this kid, is he's here, and this is where we're going to roll. And then everyone just kind of took him for granted and didn't realize that, well, he is a rookie. <laughs> he's not behind the best O-line. And, and, you know, Austin Eckler was out for a while. And, you know, you, you have some – they traded away Melvin Gordon to a divisional opponent for some odd ass reason. You know, there's just a lot of questionable things that happen over there. Like, you know, punching, uh, <laughs> punching a hole in your starting QB's lung right before the game. So he had to take over in the first place. A lot of very questionable things. Um, and then if you want to talk about questionable, that leads right into the Raiders. Derek Carr, questionable. Nelson Aguilar questionable and i'm not talking about their playing status i'm talking about (laughs) how they play (laughs) it's all questionable john gruden great coach he this is this is the odd thing about the raiders they really thought they turned this team around and i will say at times mm, the raiders were playing better football than they have in years the problem is, if this was two years ago, this slightly better Raiders team would be on a run. But it's not two years ago, and the elevated play is still not up to par with the consistent elevated play of the league around them. They're not consistent. And they got really full of themselves too early in the year. The media jumped on them instantly. Week five, beat the Chiefs. They were on them instantly. But they got to remember, for some odd reason, in the past two years or so, the Chiefs haven't really defended home that well in the regular season. Just haven't. It's very odd. I know. I, I don't like it. It's very odd. But the Chiefs on the road? The past two years, they're undefeated. Actually, <laughs> don't mind that wild quote. I don't really know if that's true, but I know as of right now, I believe we're 9-0. and 9-0. Um, on the road, I'm pretty sure that's correct. That is That is actually correct. So it's like, come on. And plus, I always expect one of those divisional games to drop. For my new Chiefs fans, for the ones that have been peaking or just got some Chiefs gear and, and is looking at the kingdom because their their former castle, their former fandom is burning down, I will let you know. It's not 
any time you should expect because a lot of people expected this year for the Chiefs to possibly go undefeated. Don't do that. It's a rookie mistake. There's always going to be that divisional game that we slip up and lose for no entire reason. Whether if it's to the Raiders, whether if it's to the Chargers, whether if it's to the Broncos. One of those games, it's going to happen. I remember, I want to say it was two, two or three years ago when the Chargers squeaked it out by a two-point conversion, beat us by one point with like almost no seconds left. I was like, how? But that's part of the long story Chiefs fandom that we have been ate up and burned by. We've had a lot of games where by the end of it, we're like, how? I remember being in the wrestling locker room watching, uh, what was it? The, I think it was the wild, yeah, the wild card game between us and the Titans. And that was the game that uh, Marcus Mariota threw, threw a pass. Hawaiian sweetbread Mariota. I hate that motherfucker. He threw a pass. It got batted down. He caught it, ran it in for a touchdown. Right then I knew. No. Here we go. We're about to throw this away. Travis Kelsey got hurt, knocked out of the game. That's Alex Smith's biggest weapon. And 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 Kelsey was eating them alive the entire game. And then when he got hurt, to a clear helmet to helmet assassination shot, I, I knew it was over with. So newer Chiefs fans know that there's no undefeated season. There's no we're going to blow every team out. Andy's not built like that. Andy's not going to blow a team out. Now, we've seen blowouts, and I think that's by accident mixed with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill because there's a lot of times where it's, oh, you know, it's third and eight. We just have to throw. We're not going to run. We have to throw. And accidentally, <laughs> that third and eight, intermediate or short route turns into a 45 yard, you know, duck slip miss touchdown. But please beware in the fact that we will lose games. We're not supposed to, we will not be undefeated, but you will be, <laughs> you will watch a team that is way more entertaining than what is going on around the league, especially what is going on around the AFC West. The Raiders have a great rushing attack when it's on. The Chargers have a great passing attack when it's on. Tonight, we'll see. 820 Chargers Raiders. Now, Saturday, this is this is one of those, you know, late, late weeks where we start getting the uh the little Saturday Saturday doubleheader, you know, 4:30 and then an eight o'clock game. Um too bad the four teams involved in this aren't that great for my people that are working at bars and working at all that. Remember, there is a Saturday game. Get your TVs ready and tuned up. I used to work at a place where when the Saturday games would start, no one knew. Everyone forgot. And all the football fans would start showing up on Saturday along with your Saturday crowd. 
full shit show. Full absolute shit show. Don't do that. So anyone that listens to this between now and Saturday, know that I am warning you. There's a Saturday game. There's one at 4.30. There's one at 8 o'clock. Depending on where you are, well, depending on the following that comes. But the 4.30 game will be Bills-Broncos. Probably the only one showing up will be Bills fans. Um, because Broncos fans, I don't know if you even think you have a chance in this game. Yes, the Broncos defense has made it a little difficult for some teams to just blow them out because their offense is just not productive. Drew Locke. I mean, yes, he had the high, highest passer rating of this past week, but come on. You don't, you don't win playoff games with a high passer rating when nothing else on the field is doing anything productive. So I believe Josh Allen may turn over the ball once or twice just because that Broncos defense will, will, you know, make you move and shake. But I also think this is kind of a, uh, it's a different game for the Bills after, you know, going in, beating the Steelers convincingly and leaving, you know, after a rough start, uh, they came in and just looked at the Steelers and was like, when Josh Allen, and I didn't see this clip until I want to say it was yesterday, maybe Tuesday. Um, when I saw the clip of Josh Allen bringing everybody into the huddle, and he said, let's go in and play football and handle business and leave that dancing, dancing bullshit to them. I knew immediately he was talking about Juju dancing on their logo. Because so far, the most active thing on the Pittsburgh Steelers crew has been Juju Smith-Schuster dancing on his opponent's logos. Now, at first, when I saw it in uh, when they played the Cowboys, I was like, oh, you know, everybody tries to do something on the star because, one, you know you're going to be on a primetime game because you're playing in Dallas and they seem to always be on primetime. But also, you're playing the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to be a look. But also, you're playing the Dallas Cowboys, and right now, they fucking suck. So you can do things like that. But when you do them against a team that is looking at you and saying, you are already not better than us. Just your record is better than us. And then if you have to see us in the playoffs again, we also want to let you know, you're not better than us when you see us thin. We're going to show you right now. And they did. Offense, defense, and special teams. So, of course, I don't see the Broncos having a chance. The 8 o'clock game, Panthers-Packers. It's another, feels like very one-sided game because I really wanted the Panthers to elevate their game. I really wanted the Panthers to be better than what they are. And unfortunately, due to injuries here, inconsistent play here, you know, like all that, it's just not working out. So the Packers will do their thing. Aaron Rodgers will do his best for the Saturday run to tiptoe himself above, you know, in the MVP conversation. Because right now it is just a, Two-man race, and that two-man race is Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And if you think otherwise, 
if for some reason you think Josh Allen has like a phoenix just burst into flames and reborn in the MVP conversation, you are incorrect. If you think for some reason Russell Wilson somehow just came back into the fold, you are incorrect. The two-man race for the MVP conversation is just Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And right now, I will say this. If Patrick Mahomes ends up, which I'm very confident that he will, throw for over 5,000 yards again and does not throw another interception, it's going to be very, very hard. Very hard. And secures the number one seed. It's going to be very hard. Very, very difficult to vote against him when it comes to MVP. And I will tell you right now, the Chiefs do not have to win out to keep the number one seed. And I want to make this so clear. As long as the loss comes to either the Saints or the Falcons, we will still stay the number one seed. Because, which is, this is funny, because I remember coming on this microphone and saying that the Steelers losing to the Washington football team means nothing to the Chiefs because it's an NFC team. We need an AFC team to beat them to drop them down, which both of those things happen. Now it has awarded the Chiefs the wiggle room that they could lose against (laughs) the Saints or the Falcons. That gives us the opportunity. Should we take that? Absolutely not. (laughs) We should go in to New Orleans and beat the Saints. And then the beautiful thing about that is the fact that beating the Saints is our last road trip we will have to take at all. If we secure the number one seed, we are at home for the Falcons. We are at home to close the season with the Chargers. We have home field advantage for the playoffs. And the next and last road trip we would have to take, if permitted, would be flying to Tampa for the Super Bowl. Just know that. Anyways, that wraps up Saturday. So Sunday, with two games being... On Saturday, of course, the one o'clock, uh, the one o'clock uh, area is going to feel at least a little, a little lifted. Um, I mean, I guess slightly, <laughs> but with the one o'clock games, Texans Colts, uh, this is going to be another, I feel, ego game for the Colts. I mean, the Texans have just slowly drifting and falling apart. And that's it's pretty much where that is. Deshaun Watson plays this hard out, and that's why. Once again, I am saying week after week, get Deshaun Watson out of the Texans. Uh, Just get him out of Houston, please. Um, I've said enough that he should go to the New England Patriots. As much as I hate to say that, that's just where he should be. Um, Because they have done nothing but create a system that he would thrive in um, for Cam Newton. And Cam Newton is... He's just not that player anymore. So if you put Deshaun Watson in that system, it's 
it's a completely different thing. But I think Colts, um, I don't want to say run away with it, but they play very solid football on all sides of the ball, and they will do very well in this game. Um, next one o'clock game, Lions-Titans. As long as the Titans continue to remember that they have the strongest running back I've seen in some time in Derrick Henry. This game should be no contest. No contest. This should not be a game where Matt Stafford can make a late comeback. This should not be a game where the Lions, for some reason, show out and upset. Because if they do, the Titans just put themselves in a very odd spot when it comes to the playoffs. So, just don't. <laughs> That's easy. Just, just Titans, remember that you have Derrick Henry and run the ball. Uh, play action and let Tannehill get a few deep shots here or there. A.J. Brown is a dog, so you got to let him get his. And um, for everyone that knows, remember, it's fantasy football championships, baby. We got to get in there. So I got to make sure I set up my lineup right because from what I saw, I'm projected to lose both games, and I'm not happy about it because I've been – I am now number one seed in both ones going into the playoffs. I'm – I'm trying my best, trying my best to make sure that I can secure that, secure the dub. Anyways, um, next game, Bears-Vikings, which is always a very, so, (laughs) funny story about Bears-Vikings game. Um, I used to work at a place that uh, used to host what felt like every team in the NFL as their bar, except for their home team. Uh, at this place, they hosted the Bears, they hosted the Vikings, hosted the Cowboys. They did not host the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> and that was their home team. Now, there's a few things that kind of fought against them in the fact that that place was, you know, less than 20 minutes from the game stadium, plus the plethora of bars that hosted Atlanta Falcons fans especially if you wanted to be closer to that area for after games festivities and all that kind of shit. Like I, I get it, but also it wasn't like there was a lack of Falcons fans that walked in there. So if you would have said this is a Falcons bar, um, you know, there was times where we would open on Sundays and Falcons would play at one o'clock and we would just be walking around looking at each other and making mimosas. There's money to be there. You say this is a Falcons bar? Hey, there'd be 11 o'clock. There'd be buckets everywhere. There'd be Hennessy shots all over the place. Patron would be pouring. But granted, 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 granted. That's not the demographic that was wanted. So we stuck with hosting. What? Confuse me because this demographic, I don't I don't understand how it was any better, but we ended up hosting the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Bears. All all watch parties had some sort of DJ or host or something of that nature. So they ended up getting pretty much their own rooms or their own levels and their own, you know host hostess and pretty much ran the service bar 
completely dry with the most obnoxious, random ass things. And times like, you know, Sunday where the Bears and the Vikings would play each other. It's just, it's just a time. Because you had one floor full of Vikings fans, another floor full of Bears fans. You had the staff stretched thin because they are very demanding. And when they lose, it is always a power struggle to get people to close out and tip. And when they win, they stay until the end of the 8 o'clock game, still talking about the 1 o'clock game. And guess what? Now, those are two teams playing each other with two bum-ass quarterbacks and not very good play on either side. So it, th- watching this football game will be like watching someone in a knife fight with safety scissors and butter knives. It's not going to be a good football game. I don't think anyone cares. Even those same obnoxious fans, I don't think anyone cares. Both of these teams are not making it in the playoffs. Both of these teams have terrible quarterbacks. They have a few athletes on you know, each side of the ball, but Mitch Trubisky does not play well. And Kirk Cousins is a fucking bum. And there's that. Seahawks versus the Washington football team. <laughs> this game could get really interesting. And uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that I uh, might tune into this over, I mean, so far over all of these one o'clock games um, because Russell Wilson has shown that when he throws picks, they come in bunches. He has also shown that he's not that same guy under pressure that he used to be. What happens if this Washington football team that has that has some confidence on them right now. What happens when this Washington football team gets a hold of Russell Wilson a few times? Because as, as you notice, their offense can be very mediocre. All they need is their defense to mm, put some points on the board. I don't know if Russ cooks like he wants to. Not against this defense. I don't know if their rushing game gets together because of this defense. And what's very wild is that the media, almost everyone is picking Seattle. Everyone. Because you would think Seattle is the easy favorite, right? Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, their defense. I don't know. Even with Alex Smith questionable, I don't know. I told you the Washington football team could beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. They did. I told you that they could win this division. They're on the cusp. I I just, I don't know if Russell Wilson wins this game as easily as everyone thinks. And I, I could be so wrong. But please listen to every episode and find a spot where I have been so far. And then, you know, we can talk about it. Patriots Dolphins. This is usually <laughs> this is usually that late year Miami game where Tom would go in 
and you know, kind of fumble fuck through the game and you know, that that whole thing. And what's fun, I I made a joke and I said this on Tuesday, but I was like, you know, uh Patrick Mahomes knows to be the next GOAT, he has to go into Miami late in the year and you know, just kind of fumble through a game. Now, usually, usually when the Patriots go through and fumble through a game, they lose that one. And it means more because it's in their division. But Patrick Mahomes has pretty much his worst, you know, on the stat line, worst game. Three picks. Still almost somehow throws for 400 yards. Still wins the game. Still. Yeah, there's, there's, we're not going to get into it. But this Dolphins team is motivated. This Dolphins team plays very good football. Also, we have seen that Brian Flores is might be, he might find himself as the best Bill Belichick, uh, you know, predecessor to be coaching a team right now. Just might be. And his knowledge of this system helps him coach his offense and his defense on how to play this team. Mm, Of course, the Patriots are not hot. Shit, they're not even lukewarm. But I think the the Dolphins take this one, and I honestly don't think it'll be that close. Because when the Dolphins can get their offense humming, they're humming. Just not against the Chiefs. Anyways, um, there's still more 1 o'clock games. It's a lot. Jaguars, Ravens. Ravens are going to win this. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, he's here. He's probably looking at some camera. Like, I guess I got my swagger back. Like, uh, I've heard too many people talk about how, uh, you know, reigning MVP Lamar Jackson is back. And look how he played during this Monday night football game and all this. And stop. During that first half, I saw him miss so many throws to where that game wouldn't have had to turn into a shootout. Just stop. I don't I don't care. Put the game away. You know, even even if it's close, I need that moment where I look at Lamar Jackson. I'm like, he's about to put the game away. And he does it. No, every other time it was just kind of like he put on a band-aid and then the Browns came and ripped it off. Like that's all it was. When Mahomes puts puts a game away, he puts it away. I was I was streaming on Twitch uh, last night. And after playing some GTA and all that, I, I jumped on Madden. I just wanted to see how Madden performed on Twitch. Um, I hyped up my settings and, you know, did all this. And I was like, okay, we're, we're going to see how, how it runs on Twitch. Ran flawlessly. I, don't, I, I maybe had a skip here or there, but that was last night. That was my best stream because just ran flawlessly. I'm going to work on a new overlay when I play Madden though, because my like follower overlay and all that was covering up the score, which is pretty important if you're watching football. <laughs> um, also, I didn't have my chat window on my screen as well. So, but anyways, constantly working on that, constantly improving. That's the whole goal in that thing. Uh, but 
I was playing Madden in one for one of the first times. I was playing Madden and I was literally playing with the person. Like one, I saw that they picked the Washington football team and I was like, hmm. Okay, that's that's very usually if somebody picks a lower tier team, one, they're a true fan, and I appreciate them because I have always played with the Chiefs. Always. <laughs> So I've been through the times of us being in 68, 70, 72, uh, 76. Um, we were a, I want to say we were an 82 at one time. Um, and then that was when the games were doing the live updates. So it, it dropped pretty fast. Um, like all those kind of things. And I was like, okay, this is a true fan. And then two, he must play, he or she, he or she must play very, very well with the Washington football team because you don't go online with your fan team unless you're very good with them or you're playing with a friend. And I knew by the second play, this was just going to be a fun game. <laughs> I just knew. I would have never thought that the Chiefs would turn into that kind of team on Madden. I was calling my shots as the stream was going on. He tried to do this, you know, shotgun play and singled up Terry McLaurin on, on one side of the field and three wide receiver bunch on the other side and tried to hit the deep shot with Terry. And I was like, you're out of your mind. And I said, I will literally run that same formation and give Tyreek that same route and show you how it's supposed to go. And because this has nothing to do with my ability of playing the game. Well, it kind of does. <laughs> my ability and the fact that I could see what defense he was running and knew that it, it was going to work. Tyreek, bomb, done. Why are we even talking? But that was just fun. And of course, we were active in the Twitch chat. Um, this was post getting my hundredth follower. And then we got two or three more during that stream. Um, and we're just shooting the shit, having fun. So plug it again. Uh, we'll be moving to twitch.tv slash game armor game. Um, be looking forward to, well, I mean, I guess if you're going to move to Twitch, <laughs> um, you know, in the next coming weeks, you, I guess you won't get to see the growth, but the plan is to constantly grow um, and find a nice soft spot to, uh, to be in. So yeah, I, I have the overlay and the intros and stuff like that now, but I, I want to constantly make them better. I want to constantly personalize them right now. I feel like I, I have a very, I mean, it's nice and it looks very good, but I feel like I have a very generic, um, setup going on and I want to make it more personal. So working on that as well, but Hey, all that shit going on. Anyways, Ravens, Jags, Ravens. What is that? Buccaneers, Falcons, Buccaneers. If you let Matt Ryan, now let's really talk about this. Can the Falcons beat the Buccaneers? They can. I promise you they can. Can Matt Ryan outplay Tom Brady? 
Yes. I'm I'm being so real. I'm not trolling right now. They can beat the Buccaneers. Matt Ryan can outplay Tom Brady. It just depends on what Bucks team shows up. The Bucks team that showed up after a bye and played this past week was only okay. Being 100% honest, was only okay. Usually after your bye, that's when you're like, you're at your pinnacle. Depending on where it is in the year, you're usually at, you know, the best, best that you can be in the regular season. Most of your players are healthy. If they're not, they, they got that extra week to get healthy. You've had extra time to be able to scout your opponent. You've had extra time to, you know, see an extra week of the opponent that you'll be watching. Maybe you'll benefit from the fact that a star player will be a little more banged up or slowed down or anything of, of that nature. And the Buccaneers didn't look like they took advantage of that. I don't know what to say about it other than that. So can the Falcons beat the Buccaneers? They can. Will they? It literally, it literally just it is in the hands of the Buccaneers and who they decide to be. I will say, though, Tom Brady throws two picks. That game's over. The Falcons will win that game. That's all I'm going to say about that one. I felt like I just gave so much hope to the Atlanta Falcons, and I, I, I don't know why. That is not me. Everyone that knows, that is not me. I literally just said probably about 30 minutes ago they should play Matt Shop. So I, I don't know where all that came from. But, hey, crazy, literally crazier things have happened this year. 49ers-Cowboys. This is literally the game of who's left. Cowboys. Who's left? Andy Dalton? C.D. Lamb? 49ers, who's left? Fucking, who the hell is Nick Mullins? <laughs> Come on. I am so glad this is a 1 o'clock game. Because if this was another one of those prime time where the Cowboys, I would be disgusted. I would be disgusted. But because... Because this was a primetime game. For those that don't know, this this was primetime. It got moved, and the Browns-Giants game got promoted, which, shit. They really they really dumped their eggs in their basket to uh, <laughs> in, in the Giants after winning just a few games. They really thought that was going to go well. I don't know. I still don't know why they didn't promote. Now, granted, it's probably because if they were to promote Chiefs-Saints, it would make the Chiefs um, play the most primetime games this year, I believe, and you can't outshine the Cowboys. So, after that, because I'm not going to discuss who wins 49ers-Cowboys, it's just who who cares? Um, Eagles-Cardinals, of course, Jalen Hurts gives a little something-something to the Eagles. They, they played, and look, they played better on all sides of the ball. They they played better as a team. It wasn't just better quarterback play. But 
what has been the very detrimental thing is that when when this defense does play very well or when their special teams does play very well and puts their team in very good position, what ends up happening is that Carson Wentz either gets sacked for 20 or he just doesn't take care of having the right field position and it puts their team in a very shitty spot. So that's that. I think this will be a very entertaining game seeing Jalen Hurts versus. Uh, wow. Why can't I think right now? Hurts versus uh, Kyler Murray. Um, I think it would be very interesting to see how uh, Jalen Hurts can step up from his first game. I mean, you have to remember, he's going to have the little benefit of the fact that there's not much tape on him. I mean, now now there is. You you have a, a slight idea on what's going to be going on in this game uh, from Jalen Hurts. So, so we'll see what Doug Peterson can do to continue to evolve this offense into what will help Jalen Hurts succeed on the field. Next game is Jets Rams. Rams will win this convincingly. There's there's the Rams are starting to turn the Rams is the prototypical right now playoff team. They are starting to turn it on at the right time. They know who they are. They know what they can do. Jared Goff knows that as long as he's protected, he's slinging that rock wherever he wants. They're playing very good football. And I actually would enjoy would enjoy a primetime rematch of Chiefs-Rams, but in the Super Bowl. This is what I wanted last year. It's also what I wanted two years ago when it was Patriots-Rams in the Super Bowl, and we got to see one of the most electric offenses not do a damn thing in the Super Bowl in Atlanta, where you, you would have thought that, like, that was your time to show out. No. No. All right. That's cool. But Jets Rams, yeah, they're going to show out on this one. 425 Chiefs Saints. Taysom Hill versus Patrick Mahomes. Will Mahomes rectify throwing three interceptions in this game? Will he continue to run away with being the lead's leading passer? Will Travis Kelsey break another another record? Will Tyreek Hill start to catch up with him and be the second leader in receiving yards? There's so many things. Will Tyron Matthew grab another interception? Will Frank Clark continue to have this reemergence from the mud and turn into Frank the Shark? Chris Jones being the second best defensive player outside of Aaron Donald. We'll see. This is this is a nice preview of what could be the talent of competition in the Super Bowl. Saints is is that litmus test. I would love to see us win this game. That's all I'm going to say. Browns Giants, Browns win this convincingly. Baker Mayfield's cooking. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt are toting the rock like they stole it. And their defense has always been pretty good. It's just nice in the fact that their offense is starting to hum uh, like it should, even without Odell Beckham. I think that's a very big deal. 
another primetime Steelers game. Steelers-Bengals. This is a get-right game. And let me say this clear. This is a get-right game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This came at the perfect time for them. You suffered two ugly losses and everyone's off the bandwagon. For those that were still on at 11-0 and they weren't part of the trending Twitter masses that were saying this is the worst 11-0, this is the worst 10-0, this is the worst 9-0 team. If you weren't a part of that, after you lost to the Washington football team, you started to book a ticket to get off. And then once you lost to the Bills, it seemed like everyone media-wise was off of the Pittsburgh Steelers is the best team in the league bandwagon. This game came at the perfect time because you are meeting a team and the Cincinnati Bengals that lost their first overall pick in their quarterback. And they just haven't been the same team since. They looked okay with Joe Burrow. They've not been the same team since. And because of that, this is the game where you get Ben and Juju and all of them. And Ben, you go and have you a 300-yard game, put, you know, 200-plus. No, not 200-plus. I'm tripping. I'm talking about the wrong team. <laughs> you put a uh, 100 yards rushing maybe. Maybe, you know, maybe this team can rush the ball for 100 yards on this Cincy defense. And, you know, you can... You can get right. Like I said, this is a get right game. And then once you can put that all together, you can rebuild your confidence. You can have your team feel a little bit better at 12 and 2. And then hopefully you can pull your shit together and you will play against the Colts and the Browns to end the season. You will not have the opportunity to rest players, you will not have the opportunity to have a late season, quote-unquote, week 17 bye. Because after dropping those two games back-to-back, you are in a point where you have to play through the entire season. And you're playing two of the best teams on your schedule. And that is the Colts. And now the Cleveland Browns, who will be fighting you tooth and nail. Because not only, not only are they in your division, they can take your division. Mm. Don't do that. Do not do that. So, this is your get right game. But don't, don't you dare lose against Cincinnati. I don't think it's possible. I literally think it is impossible for you to drop this game against Cincy. And if you do, I don't think anything that I've said so far will justify how much I could bury you after that. But just know, you can't lose this game. It's not physically possible. Just by coaching alone, you won't lose this game. But with that, that's week 15. Um, you know, we'll start watching it tonight and then Saturday and then Sunday. 
Um, and we'll see how it all goes. And then we'll we'll talk about it a good bit Tuesday. I don't know how long Tuesday show is going to be, but we'll talk about it for a little bit. And then, of course, we're going to roll into week 16. We're going to see who can solidify, you know, their, their seeding in the playoffs because, guys, we're, we're almost here. We're almost done. I have no idea how this is going to go in the offseason. No idea. I mean, postseason, this is going to be probably the most electric talk we'll have. But I have no idea how this is going to go in the offseason. But I'm really excited because at that point, we'll be on Twitch, hopefully, by like, hey, you know what? We'll set a goal. Let's go 500 followers on Twitch by the NFL offseason. So that means we have until... Super Bowl will be in February, so we have until mid-February, Valentine's Day. We'll go 500 followers by Valentine's Day. I don't know. That's, what was that, two months? <laughs> Lofty goals, but we're going to go for it. 500 followers by Valentine's Day. That's the move. Um, but with that being said, anybody that hears this, I appreciate you. Uh, we got into a handful of serious talk today, and that's typically not part of the show, but I also didn't mind it at all. Um, if you're listening to this on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the KCPN app, I appreciate you. Go follow me on twitch.tv slash gamearmorgame. Um, we will continue these conversations on there when i'll be streaming next i have i don't really have any idea at the moment um but it will be some at least one more time this week uh because i have to be consistent and keep my uh keep my hours going so definitely tune in like i said twitch.com why do i do that when i say it's slow i always say dot com but when i say it fast it's right twitch.tv slash game armor game I appreciate y'all. That's week 15. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Fandom podcast. You can join live every Tuesday and Thursday by downloading the Podbean app or listen to audio playback exclusively through the Kansas City Podcast Network, available by app download or anywhere else you choose to listen to your podcasts. Looking to enhance curb appeal of your home? Windows make a bigger impression than you realize. A pop of color on your windows can add a distinctive impact to the interior or exterior of your home. Minkota Windows has been creating curb appeal for over 40 years through a multitude of color options, including black and wood grains. Make a bold statement or choose colors that blend with the colors in your home. Reach out to your local Minkota Windows dealer and find out how you can add signature curb appeal to your home today. Minkota Windows, windows for you.